Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and, S- and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. As I said at the beginning, uh, the challenge of preaching, or the, the challenge of having church three days in a row, at least for the pastor, is coming up with a sermon for every time you meet. Uh, I mean, but the thing is, is that God's word is so rich and so powerful that there's no end to what you can glean from what God has to say. That it reminds me <laughs> that last night um, we were uh, we were all we were all sitting around. Um, at our house, um, and we said, you know, we're going to sit up for a little bit because Charlotte went to bed. And my parents are in town, and, and um, I just decided to say, like, you know, hey, Dad, why don't you tell us a few things? Because um, I want to hear some of the stories again, you know. Um, and, you know, tell me about Curtis, which is our old dog that we had. Uh, tell me about what you did when you met Mom and all these things like that, you know, and, and some of these stories I had heard before, a, a lot of them I'd heard before, and at some point in time, I'm sure, uh, I can't remember exactly when, but, uh, you know, being, being a, a son, being a child, when you hear your parents' stories over and over and over again, you kind of, at some point, say, yep, yep, heard that one, yep, yep, heard that one, you know, you get to the point where you just say, yeah, 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 yeah. got it, Dad, got it. You know, I remember that story. I remember. And then you did this, and then this happened. Yeah, real good, right? That sometimes in hearing stories, they can be either more powerful or less powerful depending on your perspective and where you are within your life, the experiences that you've gone through. That I'm sure when I was younger, I might have heard some of those stories and said, yeah, 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 got it, got it. You did this, and then y'all went and did that, you know? But now, as a husband and a father, I'm very interested in what my dad has to say. Uh, it sounds a little funny uh, to those who aren't those things, but you get uh, more interested in history the older that you get, obviously, and, and I want to get a head start on that, finding out more and to see if my memory is, a, is as good as I remember on those stories, right? And depending on where you are and your perspective in life, different stories, like I said, can hold a, either a sway or it doesn't. And sometimes that's, that's kind of how I feel with, with this passage from Luke chapter 2, that in the midst of everything that has to do with Christmas, in the midst of hearing about um, Mary and Joseph um, and hearing about them traveling to Bethlehem, how Jesus was laid there um, in the trough, right? Hearing about how the angels come and proclaim this great news to shepherds, 
and how they come and see Christ. Then in the midst of all that greatness, then you get this story about when they have to go <clears throat> to Jerusalem and present Jesus to the Lord according to the law. And then you get this interesting uh, part where Simeon just seems like he just grabs Jesus out of, out of um, the arms of Mary and blesses God and says, Lord, now you are... Now you let your servant go in peace according to your word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared in the presence of all peoples. A light to lighten the Gentiles and for the glory of your people Israel. That's a great story, isn't it? I mean, it might have been a little strange for Mary and Joseph at that time for a strange man to come up and just say, ah, let me see your baby, <laughs> right? I think I'd be kind of terrifying as a father, have, have this old guy come up and and take my daughter up in his arms. But the thing is, is that it was an amazing thing. And it says that his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And then, he, and then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and the rising of many in Israel. And for a sign that is opposed, and a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. That depending on where you are in your life, this story could mean different things, right? But it's interesting because Simeon, I wonder how many times he told that story. How many times he told that story to different people. To where he said, the Lord told me that I would not depart, that I would not die until I saw Christ. And lo and behold, there he was, and I held him in my arms. And what a glorious thing that was to hold your Savior. I wonder how many times he told that story. <laughs> I wonder how many times people finally said, yeah, 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 Simeon. Yeah, we heard that one. We heard that one. And sometimes according to our sinful flesh, we can hear these stories or we can hear the word of God and think to ourselves, yeah, 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 I heard that one before, right? Or we can get so used to hearing it that it just becomes another thing that we say because we say this every Sunday, do we not? We say this after we partake of Holy Communion. Lord, now, Lord, now, lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, right? How many times have we sung that? How many times in your life, depending on how old you are, how young you are, have you sung that hymn? Probably more times than you can count. What does it mean, though, right? How many times do you really stop and think, wow, this means so much because I literally just held Jesus in my hands. I literally just ate and drank our Lord. He now is a part of me. How many times do we sing that hymn and say to ourselves, thanks be to God, I can now depart in peace. 
And the interesting thing is, is that it doesn't just mean I can now leave church. I'm good to go for the next week, right? Lord, now you let your servant depart in peace. I'm just going to go out to my car and have some lunch now. No. It means, Lord, I can now depart. I can now die in peace according to your word that has told me of what Christ has done for me in coming and dying and rising from the dead, ascending on high to rule and reign over all things for the good of his people, including feeding them with his body and his blood, which I just got, and now I can die in peace. How wonderful, how beautiful that is to have that as a part of our service and to hear it specifically right now to remind ourselves what it is we sing to remind ourselves, to have the Word of God tell us, no, 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 I know you've heard this before, but listen. Because if your perspective on this story is, yeah, 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 I've heard it all before. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, we'll depart in peace. Amen. Then you miss it, right? Kind of like when I was a kid and I would miss some of the points of the story from my dad or my mom, right? That... God's word is always calling us to remember what it is that his word is saying, how important it is for us to keep it within our hearts, to have it on our lips so readily at all times. And the blessing that we have as the church is that it's set to a tune so you can remember it, right? That sometimes throughout the week you might find yourself pondering or I pray that you will find yourself pondering the fact that you have received the body and blood of Christ not too long ago. And if something is going on in your life that threatens your life, that you are in peril, that at some point you might be able to at least hum quietly to yourself, Lord, now let us thou thy servant, right? Depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared in the presence of all peoples. That you, Lord God, have prepared the salvation of Jesus Christ, not just for me, but for all people. And that can be a very great comfort, again, according to your perspective, when you don't feel like you deserve God's grace. Christmas time can be a really tough time for a lot of people. They're either apart from their family, they're estranged from their friends or their family or what have you. That Christmas time, while everybody else is having a great time, you're there and you're in pain. And you may be spending your first Christmas without somebody. And you may be wondering, where is the joy? that I once had in this day? Where's the peace that I once had? And yet the Lord is there. Christ is there with his word, always calling, always calling you back to say, listen, listen and speak. Lord, now let us thou, thy servant, depart in peace 
according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation. So it's also interesting that this text is spoken at a funeral. That whenever you will come to a funeral in this place, that is what we will say. Because that servant is departing in peace. They have trusted in God's word. They have been fed his body and his blood. And that is something that is a joyful thing. Though there might be tears, there is joy. Because joy is not like happiness, right? Happiness is fleeting. Happiness comes and goes, but the Lord promises joy forever. So, as we continue on in our service today, and when we come to that part, I pray that you would think of this, that although... You may have sung it a million times, right? At least it feels like you have. That you would ponder those words that, that, that Simeon prays here and have them be your words because that is what God would want for you. That you would know that Christ has come. He has been born for you he has lived for you, died for you. He, is, he has been raised for you, ascended for you, and lives on high for you so that you can depart in peace. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.